Have you heard about the change happening across the U.S.? Christ followers are realizing there's a financial institution that aligns with their Christian values and switching to Christian Community Credit Union. They're America's number one biblical banking institution committed to advancing the gospel and providing members highly competitive offers, including high-yield checking and CD accounts, a 1.5% cash-back credit card, and more. It's time to bank with your values. Join Christian Community Credit Union today. Learn more at joinchristiancommunity.com. That's joinchristiancommunity.com. Membership eligibility required. Each account is insured up to $250,000. This institution is not federally insured. Can you believe it's June already? Time's running short if you haven't finalized your summer vacation plans yet. Hi, I'm Rob West. It's a funny thing about vacations. We spend a lot of money on them, and then we're never sure how they'll turn out. Today, I'll talk with John Putnam about how you can tip the odds in your favor for a great vacation. Then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is Faith and Finance, biblical wisdom for your financial journey. Well, my good friend John Putnam joins us today. He's a certified financial planner, a certified kingdom advisor, and founder of Smarter Stewardship, a marketplace ministry. John, great to have you back with us. Great to be with you, Rob. John, you've got some great ideas about maximizing your vacation experience, and we're going to dive into that. But before we do, I'm curious, would you say the concept of even taking a vacation is biblical? <laughs> Rob, 100%. And <laughs> and I anchor that in yeah. Mark 6, where the apostles have been out working hard, and where they were talking about all of this. And Jesus tells them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while because they've been doing so much work. And it goes on to say they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves to rejuvenate with friends, with Jesus and with God, the father. Mm, Yeah. Well, I love that as just kind of the foundation under all of this. All right, John. Well, there's always a lot riding on the family vacation. I can speak from experience financially and otherwise. (laughs) So why do you think it often falls short of expectations? Rob, real quickly. First, we don't always share our expectations with each other family, friends, our kids, and it sets us up for disappointment. There's a lack of preparation. Often personally, there's a lack of preparation with our kids if we're married with a family. And finally, so often we get to the vacation, but we're not really present because there's so many distractions around us. Oh, that is so true. So we need to be well-planned. And so I'm excited you're going to dive into some simple steps we can take to ensure what you call vacation maximization. So tell us about that. (laughs) Well, first off, let's set and share expectations, personal, relational, financial, even physical and might want to take a power walk, I'm going to take a power nap. Number two, (laughs) to get prepared, right? Get your support at work set up so you're not coming back to a big mound. Transition is easy and set your budget in advance. And then as a family, 
two quick tips. Set a phone-free zone where you're free of any digital distractions or influences, but then also being realistic. Set a free phone zone and then invite the kids into the financial conversation so they can understand limits and they can have ownership of this. And finally, be present with daily prayer and be flexible and graceful because when plans don't work out, don't bail out. Just work to resolve that and stay engaged on your vacation and stay true to your money plans. Oh, John, this is so good. And when you come back from this vacation, uh, you'll have not only deeper relationships, but I love the idea that we're not going to have a pile of work waiting for us, but it does require some planning to make sure that happens, right? Yes, it does. And I've got a great worksheet called Vacation Maximization Guide. You can get at smarterstewardship.com. Just click on the free resources link. And there's also the four-part series on changeforyourdollar.com on the homepage of the website. If you want to spend about an hour, these are only about 15 minutes each, and you can dig a little bit deeper. And there's a total of about 25 tips here to make your vacation better this year and be closer to God, closer to those you love, and closer to the plans that He has for you. Wow, this was really practical and helpful. I know a lot of folks are going to have a more intentional vacation, John, as a result of what you just shared. Thanks for stopping by, my friend. Great being with you, Rob, as always. That's Certified Kingdom Advisor John Putnam. Again, you can dig deeper into this topic at smarterstewardship.com. Folks, it's all free, and you can get those 26 tips to bring more God, more rest, more rejuvenation, more value, fun, and great memories to your vacation this year through the Vacation Maximization Guide. And if you want to go deeper, be sure to listen to Episodes 80 to 83 of Change for Your Dollar. Again, that's all at Smarterstewardship.com stewardship.com. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, your questions, the number 800-525-7000, 800-525-7000. Stick around. We're grateful for support from Guidestone, whose diversified suite of investment solutions align with Christian values to create positive change in the world. More information is available at GuidestoneFunds.com. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of Guidestone Funds before investing. They're distributed by Foresight Funds Distributors, LLC, which is not an advisory affiliate, a registered investment advisor, nor do they provide investment advice absolutely free. We know you've learned to be suspicious of those words, but really, you can get biblical financial wisdom delivered to your inbox each week absolutely free. Articles, videos, podcasts, and special offers on biblical resources. Nearly 60,000 people receive our free weekly wisdom email, and you can too. Create your free FaithFi account by going to faithfi.com and click sign up to begin receiving weekly wisdom in your inbox. Glad to have you with us today on Faith and Finance. We'll get to as many questions as we can. Uh, we call this uh, our lightning round, I guess. <laughs> Let's head to uh, Michigan. Hi, Karen. Thanks for being on the program today. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. Um, my husband bought a house in September. He and I got married in October, and he passed away in March. Ooh, I have now a house, and I have no idea even what to do about starting a budget. I've never had to worry about one. Um, I am 
semi-retired because I'm on disability and I also have a part-time job. Um, so I'm trying to figure out, can I afford to stay at this house? Do I sell it and cut losses? I think yeah. we have about 30000 in equity in it already because we did improvements. Um, we bought it right, et cetera. Yeah. So, got any ideas? <laughs> Boy, Karen, I'm so sorry to hear about uh, what's going on here. I know that's a lot, and you've got a lot of weight on you here, both financially and, and otherwise, clearly. Um, so, yeah, we need to take a step back. Do you have somebody that's kind of walking through all of this with you, a friend or a family member? No. Okay. Um, so let's just talk about the immediate. Uh, are, uh, do you have a sense of what all the bills are? Uh, do you have access to all of your financial accounts? Are the bills getting paid? Kind of what's the state of things today? There was a little life insurance policy, which I have about half of it still in the bank as okay. I've been covering all the bills. And there is another life insurance policy. It's only 70000 but the life insurance company is fighting me on it yeah. um, because it was too new a policy because he bought it after we got married, and it was only a couple months before he passed. So yeah. Yeah. I'm having some fun with that. So yeah. I am digging my way through, <laughs> mm. kind of like, you know, going through the forest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'd love to help you with that. Um, so I'm going to connect you with a certified Christian financial counselor. This will be somebody that can come alongside you, Karen. The next step is to just try to get a current, while you're keeping everything current the best you can, we need to try to get a proper understanding of what is that budget. And so what fixed expenses are there every month? Let's get those on paper. Let's figure out the status of them. Uh, what is that? What are those discretionary items that you're currently spending? And then what obligations do you have? What outstanding debt is there? Uh, you know, can you log into those accounts? Is everything current? We probably need to pull a copy of your credit report uh, to kind of figure out what uh, accounts are open and active right now so that we can chase those down and figure out, you know, how we keep those current. And then we need to get a proper accounting of your assets and liabilities. And then from that point, we'll know the kind of the income and spending side, your spending plan, we'll know your assets and liabilities, and then we can begin to craft a plan going forward from here that just says, okay, what decisions need to be made if we need to right-size your spending in, in line with your income, because eventually, you know, that uh, surplus, you know, will get eaten up if you're spending beyond your means uh, in terms of the life insurance proceeds. So we need to right-size that budget so we've got something that's sustainable. And then once all of that's working well, then we can start thinking about the future. Where do we go from here? Do we need to sell the house? You know, what are you going to live on down the road? Um, you know, and what do we need to be doing to put something aside uh, for the future? So let's do this. I'm going to um, have you hold on the line. We're going to get your information. We'll have a certified Christian financial counselor get in touch with you, and we'll cover the cost of them working with you and helping you navigate this process just as our gift to you, okay? That's wonderful. Thank you. Well, we're delighted to do it. Karen, thank you for calling today, and uh, you hold on the line. Uh, to Cleveland, Ohio. Hi, Kathy. How can I help? Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm in the habit of calling my, um, my 401k, um, company, like, uh, once a year, it happens to be, um, Fidelity. And both times I've called the last two years, they've said, you're probably at a point where it would be helpful to have a financial advisor. And so, uh, I looked today before I left work just to double check where everything is. And I see 97% of 
my uh, retirement is in a freedom, uh, Fidelity Freedom 2030. So I guess that's aiming for my retirement date of 2030. Yes. yes. And then the rest of it, like, like less than 3% is in a 500 index fund. Okay. So what's the benefit? What, what will they do for me that's not happening now with these two funds? Yeah. Well, a couple of things. Number one is, uh, you know, we would recommend you seek a certified kingdom advisor, which is somebody who can understand your values and priorities as a believer and help you align uh, both your financial decisions, your giving, uh, your spending, and your investments with your values and priorities as a Christian. Uh, I think secondly, uh, the planning side is another piece that an advisor could bring, somebody who could help you look at what are what is your current uh, lifestyle look like, what would we anticipate your needs to be financially in retirement, and are you on track for that? Uh, based on your current trajectory of the assets that you'll have? Um, you know, are you going to have enough to fund your lifestyle for the rest of your life? And then at the same time, asking a lot of questions just to make sure you're properly insured and you're offsetting any risks that exist, that you're well-planned for wealth transfer, that last stewardship decision you'll made to uh, make to transfer God's resources to the next steward. Is that person chosen and prepared? So really just a sounding board to look at your overall financial life and make sure you're positioned properly from a planning standpoint as well as an investing standpoint, and then looking for ways to improve any of that and be more efficient, including on the tax side of the equation to make sure that you're fully leveraging any opportunity to reduce uh, taxes that are unnecessary. So I don't know that there's anything necessarily wrong with your approach to the investments. Uh, These life cycle or target date funds are very attractive for the reason that you mentioned. You can kind of set it and forget it because you'll know that it's getting automatically more conservative as you approach retirement. And a lot of people like that. Um, An advisor could take a more active approach uh, than what you're doing right now, which is a more passive index-based approach to seek uh, returns that might outperform the indexes, especially in a market like we're in right now that's very choppy and tends to be very concentrated in terms of the stocks that are performing well versus those that aren't. So I think it really comes down to having somebody who can ask you hard questions, help hold you accountable, do the planning, and bring a more hands-on approach to the investment management. Does that make sense? Okay. It, it makes sense, and, and it makes sense to be working with somebody who is like-minded. But okay. if I would go with a kingdom advisor, how yeah. how do they go about charging? Yeah, so it, it just depends on what you need. So for a financial planning engagement, it would typically be a flat fee, and then maybe a smaller flat fee per year just to kind of get together and update your situation. That's for retirement planning, insurance planning, tax planning, those types of things. If somebody's actually managing the money, that's where it's typically, as you said, a percentage of the assets under management. Uh, if they had full discretion over the money, meaning they could invest in any stock bond or mutual fund, um, you know, you would probably look at fees of one to one and a half percent a year for them to do that. In your case, with a limited universe inside a 401k, it's often less. It might be that 60 basis points or, uh, you know, six tenths of one percent, um, you know, that, that you described could be very appropriate. Uh, it really just depends on the scope of the services. Okay. That makes sense. Thank you. 
All right. If you want to find a CK in your area, I'd interview two or three before you made that decision. And uh, you can find uh, those folks on our website at faithfi.com. That's faithfi.com. Just click find a CKA. Kathy, we appreciate your call today. I'm Rob West. You're listening to Faith and Finance, and we'll have more of your calls and questions on the other side of this break. The number to call is 800-525-7000. We'll be right back. Are you struggling to fit your faith into your practice as a Christian financial advisor? The Certified Kingdom Advisor designation teaches you a step-by-step process to confidently deliver advice that aligns with Christian values. Discover the skills you need to help your clients make a kingdom impact. Get started today by enrolling in the CKA educational program at kingdomadvisors.com slash get certified. That's kingdomadvisors.com slash get certified. We are grateful for support from Praxis Mutual Funds. Praxis Mutual Funds has seven impact strategies that are designed to create positive real-world change. More information is available at PraxisMutualFunds.com. The fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses are contained in the prospectus and summary prospectus. This and other information is available at PraxisMutualFunds.com. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Foreside Fund Services, LLC. Welcome back to Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. All right, it's time to head back to the phones. Uh, let's go to Cortland, Ohio. Jeffrey, you're on the program. Go ahead. Hello, sir. Um, nice to be talking with you. I have a question. I have about two years left until retirement, and I have a, been contributing to a thrift savings plan. Most of those funds are in the G fund category. Okay. So I just want to know... Should I keep them there, or do I need to start diversifying so I can maximize that output? Yeah. So you said you're two years out from retirement. Tell me what your plans are when you get to that point. Will uh, you stop working for pay and kind of shift to whatever God has for you next, or what are your plans? That's my plans right now, but, you know, the Lord says we don't know His ways, so you might have something different than Uh, I'm planning on doing. I like that approach, Um, uh, Jeffrey. (laughs) Sounds good. All right. Well, let's say you were to live on 80% of your pre-retirement income in retirement. Let's talk about whether you'd be able to get to that with the income sources you'll have. So what will be your income sources in retirement? Right now, it'll be my retirement from the military, which is usually about 50% of our base pay. And okay. then my disability, which right now sits at 40%. Okay. The so do you think those two should cover your expenses and therefore the TSP would just be extra that would be available? I believe we will not, obviously we'll have to change our lifestyle because it, it won't, I won't be making nowhere near what I'm making now. So, um, so I guess I may work just to one give me something to do, but two bring an income. But okay. Um, if, but are are you planning on drawing an income from the TSP, or do you are you trying to just leave that alone? I would like to leave that alone as much as possible. Okay. And how much have you built up in that account? Currently, well, I just checked about just over six. Uh, I'm sixty thousand. 
You got about 60,000 in there. All right. Well, I think the approach here, Jeffrey, is to think about the right allocation of the, the, uh, the assets that are in there based on your age and, and objective. So you're two years out from retirement, let's call it 65. Um, you know, typically a 65 year old, we would say, you know, you'd probably want to have 45, somewhere between 40 and 45% of your portfolio in the stock fund, uh, or stock type investments, equities, and the balance, let's call it 60% or 55%, um, in bonds. I think what I would say to you is moving out of the G fund into whatever that allocation is that you're comfortable with, whether that's 30 uh, equities, 70 bonds, 40 equities, 60 bonds, whatever it is, you could begin to move in over the next, let's say, three months into those investments using the TSP options. You could either use a life cycle fund, the L fund, which would do that for you, or you could do it yourself. You'd maybe take the, the let's say you decided you were going to put 40% in stock. You could put mix, uh, you know, a third of it in the C fund, a third of it in the S fund, and a third of it in the I fund. Those are all stock funds, common stock, small cap, and international. And then the balance, if it was 60% was your goal, you'd put that in the F fund. And that would allow you to grow this over the next couple of years with an eye toward eventually rolling it out to an IRA and continuing to keep it invested. Because remember, once you reach retirement, if the Lord tarries and you're in good health, you need this money to last for decades. And so that's where having a, a growth component to it, somewhere around 30 to 40% in stocks, plus a more stable component, the fixed income, the bonds, is going to give you the ability to offset inflation, eventually draw an income from it if you need to, hopefully not, but also grow it for the future. Now, if you said to me, Rob, I'm just not comfortable taking any risk with it, well, then you'd want to stay right there in the G fund. But you know, typically in somebody in your situation, we'd think about the allocation of a smaller amount in stocks, a larger amount in bonds, and that would help you grow it for the future. But give me your thoughts. I think that's a good advice. Um, um, I know um, quite a few years ago, I took a big hit on my investments, but um, um, I think okay. that's probably wise to start thinking that way. Okay. Sounds good. Well, I would head in that direction. Obviously, uh, this never, our few minutes here together never uh, replaces the wisdom of getting some wise counsel. And so getting a certified kingdom advisor to help you with your overall financial planning, retirement planning, and investment management is always a good idea. But generally speaking, I like the direction uh, of what we're talking about here today. Thanks for your call, uh, sir. And thank you for your service to our country. We're grateful. Uh, To Sioux City, Iowa. Hi, John. Go ahead, sir. Hi, Rob. How's it going? Uh, doing great. Thanks for your call. Great. Um, I took my father to the nursing home this week. And I mean, I knew things were going to be expensive, but just really had sticker shock on what you know, our, our long-term financial obligations are going to be with this. Um, I'm 58. Um, I'm retired on a pension but really haven't started doing any savings for long-term care, nursing home type things. And I'm, I'm just curious, what do you suggest? How do I get started? Where do I look for things? And what do you think? Ideas? 
Yeah, you know, this is incredibly expensive. I mean, you're looking at upwards of, you know, 110000 plus for a private room in a nursing home annually. And obviously, you know, depending on what you need, whether it's assisted living or in-home care, uh, you know, adult daycare, things like that, it's very costly and it's going up. And I realize that can create a good bit of sticker shock. Um, you know, Often the best way uh, to offset that risk is through long-term care insurance, which is not inexpensive uh, either. Uh, you know, that's can, you know, can be pretty pricey. Um, so you've got to make sure that it fits into your budget. Um, but that, you know, is something that could offset this significant expense for you. And I like you looking at that, uh, you know, between 55 and 65. Now that could run at, uh, you know, 65 years, $5,200 a year at 55, it could be 2,200 a year. So somewhere between two and $5,000 a year is what you would likely expect for that. And then you have to account for those annual uh, in premium increases, which have to happen in the aggregate, not in the individual policyholder. But that's going to at least give you some daily benefit if you can't, uh, you know, perform these activities of daily living, especially if you had a, an inflation rider that would kick in and either cover or offset this major expense. It's got to be able to fit into your budget. You want to be with a company that's committed to this space. But um, I think that would be probably the best way to offset what is likely, John, your biggest risk in this season of life in terms of eroding your assets. If you have investable assets between about 250000 and $2 million, that's where a long-term care insurance policy can work well if you can fit it into the budget. Below $250,000, you are relying on government assistance. Above $2 million, you're self-insured at that point. But the bulk of us are right in that middle ground, and that's where long-term care insurance is. So I'd get a competent agent to help you quote some policies. Hey, we're almost out of time, but I wanted to let you know that you don't ever have to miss a program. Just download our FaithFi app for your mobile device and take us with you anywhere. Thanks for joining us today. I look forward to talking with you again next time on Faith and Finance. Faith and Finance is provided by FaithFi and listeners like you. 